Hey, good morning. It's Andy. It's good to be back with you again for uh, some morning reflections. Uh, had a few uh, had a few weeks off. Uh, one was a little vacation, and then the other one we just kind of things got a little chaotic with school getting back started. So I took some took a few days off from these online video devotionals. Uh, we're going to come back and do them for a little bit. Uh, th these online devotionals may kind of ebb and flow. I really would love your feedback uh, to see, you know, how these are, uh, how these are, are with kind of life getting back to normal, um, not normal, whatever normal means right now. We don't know what that looks like, but as life is resuming and things are going on, I wanted to um, just just kind of think through what we do here with our content. So I would uh, I would love to hear from you, uh, comment or, or or message me or, or email me or just reach out to me if these these online devotionals are something worthwhile to you if you enjoy them if they add quality to your life you know we send out our daily rooted in christ readings each morning as well so uh if you aren't getting that out I, I would encourage you to kind of uh, go to our church website at stm-umc.org rooted and i follow along with our daily scripture readings that we do each morning so that's a, another great way to plug in and uh, get fed what we're doing here at saint matthews um today uh, our reading is going to come from uh, from Numbers. I had a professor of mine say one time that Numbers is the most is the saddest book in all the Old Testament because when you get through Leviticus, the law has been given and the people are getting ready to go into the Promised Land, and then in Numbers they uh, send the spies over and the people decide not to go forth with God's plan and they wind up wandering uh, for forty years. And so um, Numbers has some real sad. Uh, Sad stories within it, but I, I want to I want to share with you today um, numbers, numbers um, twenty one, verses four through nine of this passage. Numbers twenty one, four through nine. From Mount Hor they sent out by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, but the people became impatient on the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no food, no water, and we detest this miserable food. But the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people and bit, bit the people, so that many of the Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray so that the Lord may take the serpents from us. So Moses, Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole. Everyone who, look, everyone who is bitten shall look to it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. Whenever the serpent bit someone, the person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. Um, that uh, that story. You ever, you ever wonder why medical symbols often have a have a have a snake <laughs> have a snake attached uh, attached to it? That's a reference actually to this passage right here. How the, when they looked to the serpent, um, they would live. There, there's an old um, caveman's call song. Uh, there he called. There you go, which talked about how God is. Says, there you go, making uh, good from my bad. Uh, kind of like we talked about a few weeks ago that in Genesis, how all things that work for good. Uh, what man intended for evil, God intended for good. Um, this caveman call, caveman's call uh, uh, song had the lyric said, e "Even the serpent um, was lifted high for and foretold the gift that even the serpent." Remember Genesis three, how the serpent was the one that led um, uh, Adam and Eve into sin, and um, even the serpent, uh, God used the serpent as a as a sign of. As a sign of, as a way to give life, God has a way of taking the bad things in life, the serpent here, um, and um, and using it as a way to have people look at the serpent and be saved. Um, think about the very notion of the cross. Um, that the cross in Roman days was um, it was the worst way of all the ways 
that humans have come to show their cruelty. The cross would probably be among the harshest. Um, the cross uh, was Roman's lynching tree, I mean, if you will. It was, it was a way that they publicly would kill someone to make an example of them. Um, and it was an awful, 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 painful way to die. It was among the cruelest ways humans have ever come up with to die. And so um, I think of the movie Spartacus, uh, where the, the, the movie ends with, if you've not seen it, the movie ends with hundreds of men nailed to the cross outside of the town as a public example. Rome would crucify you in the public setting, in a public square. That's why Jesus was crucified where he was outside the gate, so people could see that Rome was making an example of him. Uh, the cross was an awful, terrible, awful way to die among one of the worst ways that humans have ever come up with to kill someone. So that's why it's utterly amazing. It's insane. If you go to somebody in the first century, you know, probably if you go to somebody in the first century BC before Christ and, and show them the cross and, and explain to them that this, 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 sign, this is a, a symbol of peace and of comfort, they would have thought you lost your daggone minds because there's no way that cross could ever be a symbol of peace and of comfort because it was among the most grotesque forms of execution humans ever come up with. Come up with. But God used that, that awful thing as a means to save the entire world, all who would believe through Christ Jesus. The cross becomes the path of salvation is just crazy to think about. And it comes for those of us today, uh, an emblem of peace, an emblem of comfort, an emblem of hope, a symbol of, uh, of strength. Um, I actually carry this one with me um, all the time. This cross was one that I got in, in Bethlehem um, when one of my trips to the Holy Land. It's, um, it's, a, it's a made of olive wood. And I love it because it fits perfectly in my, in my, in my pocket. And so I uh, I use this cross often, a lot of times throughout the day. This cross here is uh, one of my constant friends. You can see how those of you watching online, watching the video, not for those you listening to the podcast, um, you can see how well worn it is because it's in my pocket every day. Um, and often throughout the day, particularly when I'm facing a difficult situation, having a difficult conversation, uh, in need of help or strength, I will just reach my hand in my pocket and grasp this cross perfectly. And it's a reminder to me of God's love. Um, this awful sign in Jesus' day of execution has become for us a powerful symbol of God's love for us and of the peace that God longs to give all of us through Christ Jesus. Um, today in the passage, we see this, this, this story here where Moses lifts up the serpent. This is, this is, a, this is a, Jesus references this uh, where he says, when he is lifted up, he will draw all to himself. Just as Moses, just the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, and those who looked to it would live, so too when he is lifted up, all who look to him will live. And of course, he was talking when he said, when I'm lifted up, he's referencing his death upon the cross. Now, all who look to the cross shall be saved. Um, there's no greater symbol of God's love for us than the cross. Um, I, he was willing to, I was willing to give, him very, give his very self for our salvation. But I don't think there's a greater symbol of God's transformative power than the cross. Because the cross should not be for us that sign of power and peace and grace and love. But through God's redemptive grace, it has become that. And so don't ever, think, don't ever, don't ever doubt God's redemptive power. 
Don't ever doubt God's transformative power. Don't ever doubt what God can or can't do because God is an almighty, all-powerful, redemptive, loving, changing, life-changing God. Scripture's full of lives that he's changed. Our lives have been changed by God, and God is still changing lives throughout the world. So if God can redeem even the terrible, bloody cross, God can redeem you, can redeem me, and can redeem anyone in any situation in all the world. So um, today, today's passage in, in, in Numbers speaks of how when the serpent bites, they look to the, to the bronze serpent that Moses lifted up as a way to live. All who looked up to that would live. Just as Jesus references this passage in the Gospels and said, All who look to me, when the Son of Man is lifted up, he will draw all men to himself. But when all look to the cross, to the lifted up cross, we will be saved. We will be redeemed by God's grace. So today, know this. God loves you. God's for you. Uh, God has given his very best for you. He has given the Son for you, both in Jesus' teaching. He gave the Son through his teaching, through his love, through his example throughout the Gospels. But then he gave his Son through the cross, that he became the atonement for our sin became the pur purchased our salvation, and uh, our sin has been washed away with. Our sin has been washed away and done away with. And, and our sin is as far as the east is from the west, and it is remembered no more by God. So you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, if we can, the Bible says in John 1, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So today, the, through, through the cross, through the cross, you're forgiven the empty grave and the resurrection you're restored. So today, live a forgiven life and live a restored life in Jesus Christ. Hey, love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this today. Uh, have a great uh, Monday. I pray it's a great day for you, and uh, we'll see you uh, bright and early tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Love you.